0: Welcome to the Audio Road Network. It's time for questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This show is all about the business of trucking. We're live Monday through Friday, midnight Eastern. Call 646 595 4967.
1: Texas, your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry.
2: This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs,
1: back in your pocket.
3: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. The phone lines are open. The show is all about the business of trucking. Take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority. You name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. 8888 Road Dog. We've got a line open. You can grab that if you dial quick. We are here still live at Matt's in Louisville, and we're hanging out in the parking lot. I say we because I've got a very special guest with me tonight. I don't do this very often, but Chris T from Free is here in with the co in the coach with me tonight. Chris, welcome, thank you for having me. I was trying to think of the last time we
4: did this there was it was years ago, right during that horrible storm that swept through. I just remember oh. like the wind and the rain, and suddenly there was Almost like a hurricane came through the parking lot.
3: Was, were we in the back of the toy hauler with the doors open over in the Papa John's parking lot, yeah. and we were wearing parkas? And I it think was cold we cold as hell. Yeah, I think I we remember. started burning things in the RV <laughs> to try to stay warm. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. That's it's nice to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 good to see you here at Matt's. You know, this is like a big reunion for people. They don't get to see each other. In person, maybe they're friends online or whatever, but they get to see each other in real life or IRL, as the kids say.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you know, this is, uh, I've said this a couple times this week, but this is 28 years for me at this show. Do they give you a ring when you get to 30 years? You should get something. You know, I'm thinking at 30, I should get something. I don't know, maybe a pork chop sandwich or... when you think
4: about stuff you've done for almost three decades there aren't that many things annual events that you've done for three decades yeah you know almost three decades
3: and you know what happens is there are still some people that i knew that long ago you know that are still coming as well and every year you develop more and more of those relationships and you know more and more people and i found at this event i'm Kind of scheduled pretty tight with some seminars, some appearances. I came over and joined you the other day. We did on the, the Road Roundtable on Thursday. Yeah, and I want you to talk about what you guys have been doing. But I found that I don't walk through the show to get anywhere anymore because I never get anywhere because I keep seeing people and I stop and talk. So I actually go outside now to get to another building instead of going through the show.
4: Well, I I remember one time walking with you, and I think it was through the Papa John's parking lot, and you couldn't make it 10 feet without people stopping and asking. And you have a policy of, you know, taking the time to answer the question. And I just wonder how you, I I think I said to you, how do you ever get anywhere? I don't know how you get
3: anywhere. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't. (laughs) So you've been over with the Road Dogg crew all week, and you're kind of, you know, running things over there and keeping everything organized. We did the roundtable. I joined you. had a great time with you and KC. So give us a recap. What's well, the roundtable was great because we had, uh, you know,
4: Casey Phillips was there. We had uh, you drop by, Mark Willis, Mark Reddy was there, Ellen Voya came by as well, Jimmy Mack from the Dave Nemo Weekend Show. So it was a chance, you know, Meredith Oaks showed up uh, as well, and it was a chance for everybody to get in there together and uh, really talk, because we don't ever get in the same place physically ever. So right. to be able to be in the same place and to have a conversation, we talked about upheaval, in the trucking industry, and, and we talked about technological upheaval and upheaval in going out and finding drivers because I feel like trucking is going through a lot of transitions simultaneously right now. You and I talk all the time about the technological side of the transition that's happening. Um, but it was a great opportunity to get there and have that conversation, and we we, you know, we should be doing that more often. It would be great to gather everybody because I think we all hear – some of us all hear from the same listeners. Some of us hear from other, different listeners. But we, I think, um, with all of us together, oh, and Dave Nemo was part of the Road Dog Roundtable as well. With all of us together, we hear everything that's going on. So we, we got our ears to the ground on everything that's happening in trucking.
3: Yeah, I, I wish we would do it more. You know, the, when we did the Future of Trucking, you you know, kind of led that and organized that. I had a great time doing that. I look back at that now. And I remember trying to put material together, like the future of trucking. You know, where are we going? What's it going to? And you were, the idea was ahead of its time because we couldn't see the future. I didn't know what was coming. And and then now I look at it and go, there's this and this and this and this and this and so many things. There's the
4: big gathering in Cologne, Germany, coming up, the future of transportation gathering. They're having conferences everywhere where that's all they're talking about. Stephen King tweeted today. Did you see what Stephen King tweeted no. today? He said, uh, you know, uh, pedestrians p- killed by autos this year, 9,600, killed by autonomous vehicles, one. <laughs> and obviously Stephen King is saying, you know, this the, autonomous vehicle thing is, is a done deal. you know, Right, and right. I, this is the most controversial thing that you and I talk about because I could hear it, everybody out there saying, it'll never happen. right. Right, you know, and it, without driving a point home too severely, it, it's it seems to be
3: happening. So, well, you know, I I've been reading Stephen King since I was a freshman in high school, and I've read really everything he's ever written, inclu- including his book that he wrote about writing. Have you ever? Oh yeah, yeah, I have a uh, signed copy of that book on writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah, writing. He signed a copy. Fan, do you really? That's yeah, a fantastic yeah. book. It wasn't. He's written so many. I get him confused. Wasn't, Wasn't Christine? Maxim- like Christine maximum was a,
4: maximum overdrive was about the trucks. Coming yeah, to life that's what it was running right. themselves. So he he had the autonomous things. <laughs> exactly. Down. But right. in that, didn't they become evil and just start right. running people down? They did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he he's been he's 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 got it
3: dead to rights.
4: Right, and so.
3: What was the deal with Christine? Did the car have like a personality or?
4: It, yeah, it was haunted. Haunted. car was a haunted, the was haunted 1958 right? Plymouth Fury. Is oh, it was, it was a Plymouth Fury? Yeah. Okay. 1958 Plymouth Fury. Yeah. A yeah. Uh, spectacular car, by the way. Crazy. Uh, the the DeSoto Adventurer was the same car with a different name. Got just it. Just so you know. Yeah. how did we get there but you know i was walking through the show today and i was thinking like how effective is matt's as a marketing tool you know you're someone that knows about marketing uh do you think that it's it's a great way to put new products in front of people and are people coming to the show and actually making purchasing decisions based on what they see at matt's or do you feel like a lot of these oems are just spinning their wheels and giving out a lot of free swag
3: Before I answer that, do you think show management is listening? Because they're probably not going to like my answer. You know, here's the thing. Here's the way I see this. We talk about this as a company. I talk about it with other people in the industry. And I have threatened for years, why do we go? It's expensive. It's time-consuming. It wears everybody out. I go because we want to meet the people we, we deal with all the time. Yeah. But when you look at can you make this cost-effective as a company, is it a good marketing tool? No, it's horrible. The bang for the buck? Yeah, Yeah. and for a lot of reasons. One, there's just not enough time you know, for me especially, I usually have three or four people lined up waiting to talk to me. Right. And and you feel like you can't give everybody their due. Right. And I don't want to cut somebody short, but I right. also start to worry that somebody's been waiting so long and then, you know, the line gets longer. So then I start to feel like I have to rush people. And I feel like I'm not having, you know, the, the conversation that I'd really like to have. Yeah. And then if I meet, like, industry partners maybe not listeners or drivers or owner operators i want to spend some time with them but i feel like i'm cheating the listeners so it's always a struggle about you know where do i spend my time so while i'm here i try to do as many seminars as i can do appearances where maybe i can talk to more than just one person at a time yeah but it's almost like and i've heard other companies say this We don't go because we want to go. We don't go because we think it's a good investment. We go because we're afraid not to be there. Not to go. Wow. We don't want to because what does everybody think when you're not there?
4: They think you're having a bad year. Yeah. first thing they think Yeah. they may not be doing so well, right? But, I mean, I I walk through these displays, and they're impressive displays. These people have obviously spent a lot of time – you know, planning these booths and putting all this stuff together and bringing these trucks in and laying down the new carpet. And I just wonder, is, you know, are they getting the return on investment that they would like to see On you know, in terms of putting these, the new technology, new vehicles, new aftermarket stuff? Uh, or would you be better off selling die-cast vehicles and sunglasses at this thing?
3: Com- vendors like that are probably the only ones that can tell you whether they have a true return on investment. You know, directly related to being here. Right. They know what it costs to be here. They know what they sold. They're probably not going to have any follow-up sales. Either bought it when you're here, you're probably never going to see that company again. Right. So for them, they can say, yep, cost us this much to be there. This is what... And they keep coming back, so they must get some sort of a return. Mm. But most industry-related companies, like what we do... We don't even come close to covering our cost for being here. If we bring the company down, set up the booth, all the travel, the loss of productivity. Yeah, right. As a company, when we we used to bring everybody, you lose about two weeks of productivity. And you don't even come close to covering your cost. And you try to justify it by saying, but but we had the exposure. We'll have follow-up sales. Somebody will call us in three months from now. We can't ever track any of that back. right? It's not so it's always a guess. Did we or didn't we?
4: Uh, well, that depends on what, how much you value FaceTime. You know? yeah. Like being in front of people. Yeah, like
3: of people. so money-wise, I don't think I've, this has ever been a good value. Relationship-wise, it absolutely is. So there's the music. We've got to get to a break. We'll be right back. Stick around. We've got more stuff. If you dial right now, you can grab an open phone line 8888 Road Dog. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
5: driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes, then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at Let'sTruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL.
6: That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
7: Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
8: Or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
3: Back, I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us: eighty-eight, eighty-eight. Road Dog, pick up the phone, give us a call. Christy from Free is with me tonight. Chris, thanks for joining me. It's kind of fun hanging out in the parking lot and see Facetime. What, yeah. what was I saying? It's right. Bit of
4: Facetime. There's value in the in the relationships, right? As you were saying before the break. So if you can't quantify whether or not you get bang for buck on the investment in this thing, you certainly do in terms of the friendships and relationships you've made.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I said, I I have been trying the last couple of years to spend more time doing seminars where I'm reaching more people instead of, you know, talking to one at a time when I can only get so many. So my worry this year, I was talking about this last night when I saw my seminar schedule, and I saw that Thursday, technically the show doesn't open until noon on Thursday. Right. It's VIP at at 10, um, and I had a seminar at 10 a.m. on Thursday. I thought, I'm going to be talking to myself. You know, who's <laughs> going to be there? There were a lot it, of people I showing was, up for those two hours. Absolutely. Yeah. It, and, and I had a full room today. It was standing room only. They need to get more chairs in that seminar room because, you know, we had over 100 people in the seminar room today, and they were standing on the walls. So uh, it's been very well attended this year. I always, you know, you ask me today, is this a busy show, you know, historically? That's always the
4: question. Can you gauge the health of trucking
3: right. by what you see at right. the show? And I, I told you this, and I tell people, because I get asked that a lot, and I say, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I can never tell the difference from the busiest year to the slowest because it doesn't change anything for me. Right. I usually stand in one place and talk to <laughs> one person after another, which is why I'm here. Right. But it, it's that doesn't change. I can only talk to so many people. So if there's three times as many people here at the show, it's not going to matter to me. It seemed like a livelier show
4: floor to me this year. Yeah. I would say that yeah. compared to last year. And 2016 seemed pretty grim in my memory. So it seemed like it was a lively year
3: yeah. down here.
4: And, you know, whether or not that, that translates into sales again for the folks that are here, that's another question entirely. Yeah. Uh, I would love if anybody out there has ever purchased anything because they saw it at a truck show, you know, and I mean a major purchase, piece of equipment, you know, like a major piece of equipment. Yeah. That would be interesting yeah. to find out. If someone came down here and made their decision based on what they saw here.
3: That would be. I know that, you know, there are certain items that are good, you know, show items. Um, We don't set up a booth here for it because of all the reasons I talked about. It's disruptive to the company. We lose a lot of productivity. It's, you know, cost-wise bringing everybody down here. But the gauge KR, the fuel mileage computer, the company that actually manufactures that for us, comes here and sets up a booth, and okay. that's one of those. It's a perfect truck show item. Could it's small; stick it in your pocket. They can stick it in their pocket. They can walk right out here to their truck and plug it in and be using it. It doesn't need installation, so yeah. those kind of things are great. If something's going to need to be installed, you know, you know, do you if want? If it's to got buy a learning them? curve, yeah, do you want to buy it and <laughs> stick it in your side box and try to find a shop? And right. Yeah, so I
4: think a lot of chicken lights probably get sold at this <laughs> show, right? I probably a lot of LED yeah. guys down yeah.
3: here. I almost
4: bought like with this toolbox light, the LED thing. that's all waterproof and sealed. And yeah, you know, I'm a big flashlight person. I buy a lot of flashlights, so I'll come down here if I see an interesting flashlight, I'll pick it up. And again, it's a pocketable item; stash it in your pocket and go. Yeah, out. but yeah, I wonder if anyone ever came down here and, it, and this show changed their mind about a purchase they were going to make or made them. Move off of one thing and onto another thing entirely? It, it'd be interesting to see if that's. You know, uh, I think that
3: happens quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think what, what I know, people will come up and ask me a lot of times is they'll say maybe they're looking at, a, they know they want to install a bypass oil filter. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're looking at four or five different companies. So this is a great place to come and see the product, put your hands on it, ask the questions, and you can hit them all at once. And people will come to me and they'll say, you know, I'm looking at these three. Which one should I get? But they they had that chance. They've been waiting. Sometimes guys will tell me I've been thinking about this for six months, and I was just waiting to get here so I could see them all and talk to them. Or Right. And I was going to ask, do you think
4: that's a factor if you meet the people behind the company, and maybe you meet one person with a bypass filter, and you're not crazy about them, and the next person you vibe with, you have a vibe with them, you think these are people that are going to back their product and provide good customer service, and I'll go with them.
3: Absolutely, it's service after the sale, people. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's this. This was my about sixty percent of my seminar today was when when people come to my seminars i know what they want but i also know what they need and i try to give them what they need rather than what they want because what they want is they want all that trucking detail stuff they want right. to know what do i do to get two more tenths of a mile per gallon what do i what kind of tire should i buy and and it's not that you don't need to know that you do But what you need more than that, my whole theme across all three of my seminars has been you need to know business more than you need to know trucking. Right. Trucking, you're going to get that. I mean, that's the industry we're in. Of course, you're going to learn that stuff every day. But too many people try to run a trucking business only knowing trucking and not knowing the – and – the best example, and I, I went through a, a longer story and an analogy. Do you watch Shark Tank? Yes. Big fan the of Shark The Prophet? Tank. Yes. Two of my favorite shows on TV. And The Pitch. I listen to the podcast, The Pitch. Two of my favorite shows on TV. Absolutely love them. I've been in business virtually my whole entire adult life, and I still learn from those shows about business. And l- let's look at the Sharks, or Marcus Limonis. Mm-hmm. Billionaires, that's with a capital B. Right. And what did Lori Grenier make her money at? Gadgets, right? Yeah, gadgets. The the
4: chest to store your jewelry in wasn't that her big?
3: Yeah, I think that's her big big item. She holds like what six hundred patents or something now. Yeah, she's an
4: impressive, impressive business person. Yeah, and
3: and what did Barbara Corcoran make her money at? Uh, Real estate. Real estate in New York City, right? Right. Very cutthroat industry. Yeah, Kevin O'Leary. Uh, He was a a software guy, wasn't he? For children's educational software. Sold the company for like a billion dollars or some crazy amount of money. But here's my point. Does Kevin O'Leary only invest in companies that make children's software? No. No, he invests in companies that make pancakes and salmon bars and, and crazy stuff. You know... Is he an expert in all of those businesses? No. He probably knows shot. very little about them. I'm sure once he decides to invest, he goes and does a little research. and But he doesn't know much about those industries. How, how does he help them become successful then? Because he knows
4: business. That's it. There you go. He knows business. So uh, you're saying that underpinning, you need you need that foundation. You need a good business foundation, and anything you put on top of that will succeed. If Absolutely. you have the good foundation. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that show is definitely proof of that. Yeah. Because you see people come in, and you like, how did you even get to this point? You have no clue what you're doing. Right. And right. you are going to – It's and one of the standard criticisms for you is like, you're running a hobby. I hate to tell you, you're not running a business. It's, it's not a business. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's not a business. <laughs> or you have a product. That's it, it.
3: It's still not a business. So Lisa is sending me pictures of – do you remember the scrub daddy? Yes, she the scrub daddy was a big Shark Tank item. Lisa yeah. just sent me a picture of a scrub daddy and wicked good
4: cupcakes. Uh, that I haven't had. I do own a scrub daddy. They they came by. Uh, they sent out a ton of free scrub daddies at one point. So they came Did, by the Freewheelin' Show and we talked scrub daddy with them.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, th- yeah, she's uh, she's sending me all kinds of Shark Tank pictures. So. We both love that show. Yeah, I probably have
4: several uh, DVR that I got to watch when I get home. Yeah, actually. Yeah, Uh, but the I was going to say the pitch, which is you know a podcast, uh, and they it's basically Shark Tank, but the audio version. So they have three investors, four investors, angel investors. And they'll bring in somebody and they'll pitch their idea and see if they can get people to invest in, in their idea, you know. And, again, you hear the difference between people who uh, know what they're doing and the people who really should go back to the drawing board. But, it, you know, you can get that education. It is possible now to get that education.
3: It is. It is. And, and you know, I, I went through, you know, this – I spent a lot of time on these, like, five business concepts today. And, and people were loving it. You know, they were – Really getting into it. When I got done, I, I had everybody look at the list and I said, somebody point out what's unique about that list or what's missing from that list. And before I did that, I said, do you feel like in the last, because it took me about 20 minutes to go through that. I said, do you feel like you know a whole lot more about business, how it works, what you need to do, what you need to learn? They said, absolutely. And I said, what's not on that list? And there was not one thing about trucking. Mm. Mind-blower. Yeah. Mind-blown. No.
4: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, do you find that folks are, are a standard complaint here for people? Is I didn't, you know, I, I, I just want a truck. I got into this to truck. I don't really want to deal with business all that much. And and for those people, what what should they do if they want to continue
3: driving and they don't want to be running a business they don't want to deal with the business side of it. yeah you know that's a great question and i'll talk about it and then we'll come right back from the break but it, and that's been a huge change in the industry when i got in the business almost everybody i knew had two backgrounds they either came from a trucking family or a farm right that was almost everybody i knew that owned a truck and, and wanted to be an owner operator they yeah. came from those two backgrounds and you didn't need to know business you could go make a pretty darn good living just because you were a good driver and you knew how to change a starter on your truck if you had to and yeah so but that's that's not the world we live in anymore gotta know the business we're gonna talk about that and more right around the corner stick around we'll be right back i'm kevin rothman
6: road listener what is your profit per mile how about your cost per mile or even your bottom line stop driving blind and know your numbers profit gauges is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner operators have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs sign up for profit gauges today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
7: Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the Scan Gauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
8: Or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
5: Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes, then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. And this one-of-a-kind audio program... Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, have you
3: heard? We have an app to make listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free, it's simple. It does one thing, and it does it really well. Download the app, open it, and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health, and more. Listen live, listen anytime, and never miss a show again. To find it, search your app store for Audio Road. One word, that's Audio Road. It's one more way we help you master the journey. i'm kevin rutherford we're gonna to get to some phone calls chris t from Wheelin' is here with me chris what do you say we see what uh the callers want to talk about please let's do it let's uh we're gonna start off in montana josh welcome to the program hey kevin what's on your mind tonight uh, I'm
0: interrupting uh, date night I inter- I'm interrupting date night to call you, but I got to figure this out and order a gear ratio by uh, Monday morning. So I got to, I got to get your opinion here.
3: <laughs> hey, so hey, Josh, just so, so you I'm know, down the highway j- yesterday. J- just so you know, you tell me you're interrupting date night for this call, and when I look on the board, it says you blew a rear end and you have a pain in your head. That's because you're interrupting date night. Well, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he meant he was interrupting oh, yeah. our day yeah, night. Yeah, pretty that's much. That's
9: what he meant. He,
4: he, didn't mean, he didn't want to interrupt our day <laughs> night. Right. So what can we help you with?
0: Right. So I'm heading down the highway on I-90 yesterday, and I'm looking in my mirror, and I'm saying, trying to figure out if that's uh, spray coming off the road or smoke from my rear end. And uh, I'm between Missoula and uh, Bozeman, and I try to pull over, and I figure out it's smoke from my rear end. <laughs> Coming out the breather tube anyway uh so I get a limp unhooked trailer and limp it to a shop and i uh I actually get on Craigslist and I find a car that needs to be driven back from Bozeman to missoula, and I live in Missoula, so that worked out good, good but thank you. I have a relationship with the truck with the truck salvage yard here. And uh, I haul and I I run a low pro step deck and I I haul trucks into them and they give me good deals on parts and stuff, and so uh, I wanted to change the gear ratio while I'm dealing with this rear end. And he has three different or four different drop ins to choose from, and he can give me a whole he can give me two of them for a thousand bucks. So it seems like a pretty good deal.
3: That's a great price. So,
0: so you... um. Um, I've got a W900 with a Cat C15 twin turbo, a 13 speed, and I 355s right now with 22.5 low pros. I just dropped to the 22.5 low pros last month because I run a low pro step deck
3: and getting yeah. okay.
0: deck height lower is the name of the game.
3: So it sounds like you spend so, a lot of time uh, out in Montana, right? Yeah. And what do you, How fast do you like to drive most of the time?
0: Well, my trailer has seventeen fives on it and uh, a three axle beaver tail uh, step deck, and I don't think they. I don't think those tires like going over uh, sixty miles an hour. So I'd like. I try to stay right at sixty.
3: So, really, your two choices... And I mostly
0: run the Northwest.
3: Yeah, your two choices with that setup would be really stick with the 355s, or your best bet would be to go to the 264s and run indirect and have two true overdrive gears. Okay. Well, good, because he has 264s available. Yeah, that's perfect. And you can't beat that price. uh, So,
0: yes. Okay, because he has 285s, 264s,
3: and 308s. Oh, yeah, you don't want the 285s or the 308s. So the 264s would be ideal.
4: Just remember my secret okay. phrase. and that's what I told him.
3: Which is, do you have any flexibility on this? <laughs> yeah, I use it all the time. with Great success. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, take so, care. Again, sounds like... A, oh, sounds like... Uh, you got a deal. Thinking that was a great idea to look on Craigslist and find a car to drive back. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's using it. the old noggin. Yeah, it is. What a great idea! Let's. Uh, we're gonna head off to my home state of Oregon. I haven't been there in a while. Martin, welcome. Hey, Kevin
9: Ray, thanks a lot, man. That's first time. First time getting at you. I, I got an ISX six. 601, hundred sixty five thousand miles on it uh it's a I know you're gonna hate this but it's a twenty twelve uh three eighty nine p okay and uh i just man I just had problems after one thing after another with it. I changed out the def and the filter because I didn't they wanted to put an oem i just i just swapped it out put a new one in there and called it good and then uh now he's saying that uh, I was coming down the road, down 97, leaving Madras, pulling that little hill, heading to Redmond, and I heard, heard a pop, which I, it sounded like, you know, how the old um, hose off the turbo had blue or something. Yeah. So that's what I thought it was at first, but it wasn't, it wasn't that. And it was started smoking and farting and going on. It said, check engine light, and next thing I know is a red light, pull over. So I pulled over, and it wouldn't start. So at the shop, now the guy's telling me it's a catastrophic failure, but he's not really telling me exactly what it is other than first it was a, a fuel valve. He swapped that out, still wouldn't start. Then they came up and said, well, it's going to cost you about 26000 uh Yeesh. to put a new fuel injector and go through the DEF system or SER and the well, and everything. I said, well, I could put a whole new engine in there just about for that price.
3: So did you said so that... Did you say this was an ISX?
9: Yep. Yes, sir. Okay.
3: So, and he still hasn't identified, because what I'm thinking based on the cost and what he's claiming needs to be replaced, we were just talking about this the other night, you could possibly have those ceramic pistons in the fuel pump and the ceramic pistons come apart and they either take out the engine when they go into the oil side of things or they take out the fuel system and all the injectors and everything else, and it is a catastrophic, catastrophic failure. failure. Yeah. yeah, so that to me <laughs> sounds like what happened, but I, he's not telling you what failed?
9: No. No. I mean, it's, uh, it took two weeks just to get that much data uh, out Okay, information so from we, him. And, uh,
3: let, me, let me give you some advice um, because we don't know for sure. I'm guessing that it probably was those ceramic pistons that's a problem on the ISX. But it, we don't want to guess. Um, but here's the thing. It, it, this is actually bigger than the problem is there's no way I want to work with a shop on something this big that took two weeks to get anything done and wants to charge me $26,000 but won't explain what happened.
9: Yes, sir. That was my thought, too. Yeah. So, so, you, I mean, meanwhile, I, I've his... been trucking a long time, but I haven't been on an operator very long. So yeah. I'm kind of one of those nerds that's trying to learn the business, you know, the hard way, I guess. Um, well, though, and those
3: lessons hurt, but they're the ones we remember the most. Are you suggesting he get that vehicle towed to another shop? Would that yeah. be
4: less expensive? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. And and here's the thing. You have to look at the history of the interaction so far. It hasn't been good. What are the odds that it's going to get better? Oh, yeah. And and we're not I, – I, there's no way they would get $26,000 of my money with service like that.
4: Yeah. I mean, aren't you their customer? Why wouldn't yeah, they tell yeah. you? Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. so secret about it, right. information? Yeah. I don't. Get we we it. can't tell you what broke. Just write a check for twenty six thousand. If we tell you what broke, we have to kill you. Right. Yeah.
9: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's exactly my sentiments too. I you know I I uh, I basically didn't know what to do, but I I don't know. I was thinking of just walking away from it, and I don't want to do that because you know. It's, well, it's, here's
3: the other I thing. Don't know. There, I get
9: more sellers.
3: When we're dealing with the shop that that this is the way they do business, what if this isn't a $26,000 catastrophic failure? I was just going to say, I mean, who knows if they yeah, told the truth. This might not be. So this is like, you know, when when they always tell you before you have, you know, a triple bypass, get a second opinion. This would be a case of, yes, at, at the very least, let's just get a second
9: opinion. Hmm. Okay. Well, Kenworth is not far from this dealer here that I'm talking to you about. So maybe I'll just have it towed there and that's, get a second opinion. That's, that's what not I too would much do. Much more of a tow bill.
3: No, yeah. exactly. That's going to be the the the, and it could end up saving you a lot of money, a lot of headaches. You know, th- th- that's just a really poor way to run a shop and treat a customer would it be out of the question to get
4: kenworth to come and get it and maybe deduct the tow bill from any future repair yeah and they'll, they'll do cost. that yeah. every
3: every shop out there works with a tow company so mm-hmm. you call kenworth explain what they're doing they'll send somebody over and get it and yeah that's what i would do
9: that's a good idea man i love the way you guys help help other drivers out man i i really do and i appreciate uh i'm a little little startled to be true talking on the air with you but not really because we're all truckers in the game here hey not so, only that martin yeah, I, I appreciate you know your info,
3: chris and i have been doing this a lot and i'm pretty sure nobody's ever died on your show right no i i haven't no. had a fatality yet so you did fine <laughs> good luck martin
1: <laughs> yeah
3: hey martin <laughs> if you, you lot, get a man, chance God. When, God you. when when you yeah. get this resolved call me back let me know what happened
9: Oh, for sure. I,
4: without a doubt, I will do that. Thank you. Good no, luck. I was, I was telling you earlier, my, my father had a gas station and repair shop, and the thing he hated was people who cheated people, you know, yeah. when, when you took someone because it gave everybody a black eye. Yeah. And he, if you were trying to run honestly, those people just weren't
3: helpful at <laughs> all. Exactly. Alright, we've got to get to a break. We've got one more segment. We'll come back and get to your calls and questions. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford Christie's here with me.
6: for the 2018 2018 CMC Live Seminar. Seminar. The biggest, baddest educational event dedicated to the trucking industry. This This event takes place September 17th through the 21st at the Mid-America Center in Council Bluffs, Iowa. This five-day seminar focuses solely on the unique challenges and opportunities that truck drivers face every day, not only on the job, but in all facets of life. Learn from the industry's top leaders, network with fellow drivers, and start running more effective and profitable businesses. Spots are filling up fast, don't miss this opportunity to take action on your your business, your life, and your future. Together, we can help you master the journey. Register online at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tricare team at 855-800-FUEL with any questions. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
7: Get yours today at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855 800 Fuel. That's 855
8: 800 3835. Let fuel gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855 800 Fuel. That's 855 800 3835.
3: I'm Kevin Rutherford. Chris T. from Freewheeling is here with me. We're down to one segment, and I've got a bunch of calls, so let's get right to it. Let's head off to Nebraska. Les, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Kevin. How are you enjoying having weekends off?
3: You know, I I really like I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. I have to do the truck show, so it's not really like a day off. But that's, you know, enjoyable because I'll get to talk to a bunch of people. And then Sunday I'll be on the road heading out to California. Um, So I'm enjoying that part, you know, having the weekends off. I was I, I didn't think through the timing of all this because moving back to the midnight show now that I'm. Back on the East Coast is a little rough, and then I uh, wasn't thinking about the fact that they scheduled me for the first seminar of every day. So I'm um, going to sleep at about uh, two thirty or three in the morning, and I'm getting up at about six to get ready for a seminar. So uh, I'm a little wore
4: out. Kevin is saying he's highly suggestible right now. Okay, that's so right.
3: Be careful.
1: Okay. Uh... I've bitten the bullet and started driving at 57 for the past few days, coming out of Washington, headed to uh, St. Louis. Uh, Fuel mileage is around 6.3 for the last two tanks with 47,000 pounds on the deck. How long should I continue? How long? I mean, should I give it a month and see if it gets any better or how, so how can I figure out to take the data that I have to go for better?
3: Yeah, so let's let's talk about fuel b- before you started driving fifty seven. What would you normally drive?
1: Uh, sixty
3: two, sixty three. So we've slowed down five or so miles, five or six miles an hour. And what was your fuel economy before you started slowing down?
1: Uh. First, the couple of tanks before uh, was around 775, seven, But I only had eight thousand pounds on the deck, so, so that's part of it. Were too. you
3: were you tracking? Like, are you using like our app to track your fuel mileage, or how are you tracking it?
1: I I'm just doing it by uh, the calculator. I have fuel gauges, but the tablet that it's on crashed, so I need to install it on my new tablet
3: yeah because here's the thing we we it's it's really difficult to to really compare tank to tank. What we like to start doing is comparing longer term averages so you know it had if we would look at a thirty day average when you were running sixty two or sixty three and then you start comparing each tank at fifty seven you start to learn a little bit. Then when you get out to, say, a two-week average at 57, it becomes better data. When you get to a 30-day average, now those two numbers are going to correlate much better than, well, the tank before was this, but the tank after was this. Because there are so many variables in each one of those tanks that when we use longer-term averages, we smooth out some of those variables and we understand the data better.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh I have a 2011 Cascadia with a DD15 and the 10 speed. I don't know if it's an overdrive. Does the DD15 like to uh run slow like 1200 RPM or does it like to run fast at about 1300 at about 14-1500 RPM?
3: You know, it does great at 12, 1250, but the beauty of the DD15 is it it has what we used to call in motorcycle racing a very wide power band. It's not like the the early emission engines or the ISX with a real narrow power band where you really wanted to keep it in that tight RPM range. You you can get great fuel economy at 12 or 1450. So the RPM on that engine just isn't all that critical for fuel economy. Um you know, one of the, the other things you might really want to play around with is the scan gauge because that will give you some instant feedback on some of those questions. You know, you can get on a level and, you know, really run, say, just four or five miles at 57 and then speed up to 63 for four or five miles and get instant feedback on what that change did. And you do that a couple of times. You can split a gear. Well, you said you had a 10-speed, so we can't do that. But you can play around with different gears, different speeds, different RPMs, and get instant feedback. And then also be tracking on fuel gauges so you get the long-term accurate numbers. That's really why I created both of those. With those two tools, we can really dial down and and tweak the, the things that are going to improve our fuel economy.
1: Okay, looks like I have my homework cut out for me. Thanks a lot, Kevin.
3: There you go. Thanks for the call. We are uh, should be able to squeeze in another call or two. Let's head off to Montana. Michael, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, Kevin, how are you doing? Good. Hey, Michael. Hey, uh, I'll tell you, I just got my truck out of the uh, McCoy Freightliner over there in Portland. I've been dealing with this issue on this truck for about three and a half years since I've had it brand new, basically, all 341,000 miles. Yikes. This thing, when I'm driving it, gets to shaking and wobbling. And I've taken it in the shop after shop after shop, and they've told me, have you done this, done that, done this, done that? Well, I've done everything. I've had this truck leveled, kingpin shim, bushings change, brand right. new shocks, Centromatics. uh... About a month and a half ago, I was in North Carolina. brought it in there made the tech go on a test drive with me. He felt it. He said, let me check some things. Come to find out, my rear axle plates were installed backwards from the factory. Yeah. My, my rear ends were just out of warranty as of last year. Okay. And that gave a nine-degree pitch on my drive shaft. Got it. Uh, took it out of there. It was even worse than when I brought it in there. Oh, man. To find out my carrier burn was going. that's that
3: well, the carrier bearing was shot because of the pitch on the drive line.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh-oh.
4: He's between Celtics. And time. I
2: said, look, on. nothing's been changed. So I started doing all these shifts.
1: Oh. Uh,
3: Michael, I hate to do it to you, but I tried. We just can not it's getting worse instead of better. Um You know, I I was going to say when he said, I've done everything, the answer is no, you haven't. Because the problem's not fixed. They're still, trucks are trucks, they're mechanical. If everything is right, you won't have that problem. So when there's still the problem, we haven't done everything. It's like, why is it that you always find the thing you lost in the last place you looked? Uh, Because your search is over. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> People it's always say, I can't believe I it found not it in the not last not place not I looked. <laughs> of course <Right>. you did. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. and troubleshooting to me is a fascinating process. I love troubleshooting. Troublesho- I, you know, I have an engineer mindset, and my yeah. wife will always say, like, if there's something I, I need to fix, she'll, like, you know, just just put it aside. Go back to it. I go, no, I can't stop until I figure it out. I, I,
3: I love troubleshooting, and, and it's because it's that logical, problem-solving mindset, and... You know what I – if we could have kept him, and I, I don't know if they've identified the problem yet because yeah. we identified a couple things that were clearly wrong. But one of the things I was going to say because I see this in, in these issues of bounce and vibration, very few shops. There's two simple troubleshooting checks that cost nothing. And you should always start with the cheapest thing when you're troubleshooting. And you start with those. Right, the, yeah. the cheapest and easiest. One – And I, they probably did this one. I would hope. You you check every tire and wheel for out of round. Right. You you put a that'll cause it. Put a dial gauge on it, and you check for. Very few shops will do it, and it's so quick and easy. Mm -hmm. I tell owner operators, you can buy yourself a good gauge, a runout gauge, for less than two hundred bucks. Doesn't take up a whole lot of space. Buy one. Check the runout yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the shops won't do it most of the time. The other thing, though, that shops absolutely don't do, and most technicians don't even know how, is to measure the driveline angle. And there are clear specs on the angle of that driveline. And when it's out, it will cause these kind of problems. And, and and who's culpable? I'm, I'm going to ask on his behalf, because even if it's out of warranty, do you go back to somebody and say this was installed improperly? I would absolutely. Just throw throw a fit. Yeah. I would yeah. absolutely at that point say, wait a minute, warranty should have nothing to do with this. Right. We've identified you built this truck wrong. It just took this long. And, and I've been bringing the truck back to you, and you couldn't figure that out. So that's a clear case where you're gonna argue the fact that your warranty time limit shouldn't matter at this point. I'm gonna go ahead and say this thing was assembled on a Monday. (laughs) So someone
8: got
4: in on a Monday and put it together incorrectly. There you go.
3: Yeah. So you know, he did a lot of stuff, it didn't fix the problem, but those two simple things are so often overlooked. Wish we could have heard the end of that story. Yeah. it's montana was. Yep. any final words we've got to wrap this up and get uh it here. was
4: good to see you down here at matt's uh, i know you've got more to do here but i'm gonna head back and uh we'll be on the air monday
3: back in new york and uh thanks for having me Thanks man, for thanks, Rob, great to have you here we will see you next time i guess monday night i have the weekend off of the show. oh man 12 years that deal. i say that may I'll just stay in the coach and drive to California with you. There you go. Alright. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We'll see you next time.